you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. And today we have, a, we, have a, we have a special guest with us. We have uh, a former Five Iron Frenzy cover band guitarist and singer uh, and current solo artist uh, and, and college friend of mine, which are hard to, hard to find, um, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> we have uh, Chris Stein with us. Chris, thanks for being with us, man. Artist is in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, man, uh, just a uh, um, yeah. Tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, you know, how you got there. <laughs> well, uh, so I've been uh, I've grown up in West Texas all my life. Went to uh, Wayland with uh, Zach and uh, uh, studied music there. And honestly, I've never left. Uh, been, I, got a, I got a job as a bookstore manager, or not manager, uh, textbook side, anyway. And uh, I've constantly tried to keep uh, pushing and working on uh, music uh, in uh, my downtime, uh, when, I, when I can motivate myself to uh, actually put something out and things like that. Uh, so I, I didn't actually start writing <clears throat> uh, music, gosh, uh, Probably until it was after I'd been married uh, and out of college for a few years. Um, we started having just discussions uh, with my family. And I mean, I, I've always been kind of noodling here and there. But uh, I mean, just when, uh, when we started having those conversations with uh, like, uh, like gun violence and things like that, that's whenever like the songs started to just kind of start emerging and stuff. I remember... Uh, there was just one night uh, where I, I could not go to sleep, and it was, uh, it, and it happened to be, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and our AC had gone out, so we had to go over to my wife's uh, grandmother's house to uh, try to sleep, and that really didn't work out. It was constantly, it, my brain would not turn off, and so I had to start, uh, some of these things started out. Uh, during that time and during hard conversations with my family who still don't necessarily see eye to eye uh, on certain things. Um, but they, they understand where I'm coming from on, on some of this. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's some of, some of the writing was really bad, really, <laughs> really, really bad at first. I, and, uh, it was, it was probably, uh, gosh, my, my first, my, I, I, you, one of my first songs that I ever wrote was actually on a, a full full length album, um, American Dream, that I put out in 2017, uh, and that was a response to uh, pretty much the that Christian nationalism kind of renouncing that kind of stuff, and just the things that I'm seeing that you know, this isn't what. Uh, you, you know, you're preaching Jesus, but your actions aren't actually reflecting that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'd be remiss if I wasn't going to point it out in me, you know, so. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, you're from the same part of the world that, that I'm from, you know, yeah. and, and, and have since left. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that's the, that's what I love seeing and being able to reconnect with you in, I was never able to find that voice there uh, for me and to process these things and find people I could process them with and say, you know, my wife and I were having those conversations and still have those conversations, you know, 10 years after we've left and uh, often think back to when we go home, we're going to have to have these very difficult conversations with our family and the people that we're, we're still friends with in the area. And at some point, we're just going to have to leave again uh, because they're either not going to understand or the conversations is going to get too tough. And, and so, but they're important, they're important right. conversations to have. And that's what I found so beautiful about, like I said, being able to reconnect and, and do it through your music of, Oh man, uh, when I go home, I need to reconnect with Chris because we have conversations to have, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, you know, uh, Probably it, during that like 2016, man, we're already in, in 2020. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know, I went, I went through a pretty uh, deconstructed time uh, for myself, and it all. I mean, it was coming around that time. Uh, Michael Gunger was also going through that stuff too, mm -hmm. and everything. And and then you know, uh, I get, I didn't realize I had a really, really firm grip on uh, like uh the truth with the bible if that makes any kind of sense uh like i wasn't allowing uh the idea of mystery to be uh a part of the conversation or uh that you know these people were flawed individuals writing down a, a history that you know is it's seen uh through multiple individuals and yes divinely inspired but you know uh very much flawed in some ways and uh, the, but that's okay you know and, and and i mean i went through a pretty hard time with that and i didn't i didn't really have anybody uh to pull me out of it but i did have to like answer for myself like well what am i believing with this uh and you know uh it, i just can't explain it but i just believe it you know um uh, it's something that you, uh, as a, I, you know, found, uh, uh, you know, other pastors, Brian Zahn is one I quote a lot. Uh, I really enjoy uh, Word of Life Church uh, and the messages he's bringing. In fact, uh, I was reading uh, Farewell to Mars, uh, which is his book about uh, war and uh, Christian nationalism and stuff like that. And uh, about, uh, right around the time I was already making that American Dream record, and I was just like, holy crap, we are like in sync on so like so many things with like the the message of the church versus the american uh version of it you know um and uh, yeah one, one of the things he would say is like you know uh you don't prove it you can't prove it but you can you can bear witness to jesus just like paul does you know you can't prove that uh uh paul was on damascus uh, it, it, but he, he is a witness, you know, to the risen Jesus. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, what, I, what, what I've, what I've heard and seen in your, in your album from what, four years ago now or three years ago now. Yeah. Um, 
it's so even more poignant and important today mm. because yeah. of how how Christian nationalism is being expressed and uh, continuing to um, take a stronghold and oh, this is who we have to be and this is who we are. Um, it's very clearly, I think it's always probably been pretty clear that the power structure there, uh, but it seems more prevalent today right. and, and has more weight today than it did even three years ago. Um, and just what we're seeing and what we've seen in the last two weeks, right? Mm. This idea that we have to um, use the church and God in such a way to prove a point. Um, it's yeah. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary it's... to see on such a um, high level. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wish I had more answers. Um, Me too. Uh, but fortunately, this podcast isn't about answers. It's, <laughs> it's about processing the conversation, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, well, and you know, because uh, you know, when when I'm in uh, mo like full on like judgmental, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Kind of mode. You know, you my wife can usually point out something that I haven't thought of you know, in a, in a direction, um, that, uh, lets me think of it in a, in a in just in a different light. Um, and that, that is, that is a helpful thing. And it helps me to, uh, try to be more sympathetic, uh, to someone's point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you know, these guys, they, <laughs> I wish, I wish I, 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 cause I tried to really have this conversation like with my dad, cause he, it's, it's more on, you know, uh, the United States is, uh, founded on Christian principles. Uh, th that's the usual, uh, mm -hmm. rebuff. Um, but I, I just see it, you know, uh, if so, we'd be the, the, the infrastructure, that we built would be completely turned upside down uh, with uh, giving more to the poor and, you know, lending our voice to the people, our people of color, um, you know, raising their banners and, mm -hmm. and being with them and praying. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's just interesting, but it's more like, well, if we're on the side of Israel, that means God should be for us kind of thing is what I've been hearing. And, and then I just sit there and go, well, Jesus came to abolish that basically. I mean, you don't hear really about Israel anymore after Jesus, you know, it's all, we're all one thing. We're, you know, we're a kingdom without borders. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's so much of the conversation we're hearing today is uh, Matt and I were talking about it before. Um, we're seeing it constantly on, on everything right now. Uh, this idea that when people lift up Black Lives Matters, there's always somebody in the back yelling, all lives matter. Yeah. Um, and that's not okay. Mm. Um, in, in the church hasn't been any better about it. When somebody lifts up an issue and an injustice, the church is standing in the background. Well, what about us? What about us? Exactly. You know, um, and, and we as the church are called. That, that's what, in my opinion, that's what Jesus came to do is to say, no, 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 here's who I'm calling you to be when the oppressed and 
those who are being just flat out squashed or or crying out it this hurts i can't breathe right we aren't there to go oh well what about me we're there to go here we are how do we help how do we help uh, how do we lift you up you know how do we be there right. with you um and instead of going well, what, what about us <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, i think i think it's that fear of losing the power that they've already gained right you know it's that it's that uh, per, per, uh persecution complex uh that rears its mm-hmm. ugly head um mm-hmm. and you know we just forget and and you know i i think i think social media is a detriment i am i I, I was off geez, um, for left in January, I want to say, and like had poked my head in once or twice uh, here and there. But I came back in March uh, on it pretty much. But was but I, it was really revealing to me how much I was spending on it. And then two, uh, how much validation I wanted from it. Uh, and, you know, uh, no, nobody, nobody missed me. You know, uh, that, that was the other thing that was like, oh yeah, nobody's, nobody's going, Hey, where did he go? You know? Right. But my family, my my family is the one saying that Mm -hmm. if if I'm not present with them, you know? So, I, I mean, I'm still very much learning a lot of things and, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying not to, bash anybody but lovingly try like you know um the the last song on that american dream record is christ has no body um and that is directly out of a uh um a poem uh by uh uh, teresa of avila um i don't know if y'all are familiar with that poem but I was driving my father-in-law back and forth from Houston. He's got uh, stage four prostate cancer and uh, it's, it's uh, hit the bone and um, he's got, I mean, he's, he's been doing great for the last 40 years and stuff. And now we're on a new round of things, but like this song, this song was like composing itself in my head and uh, one line out of it uh, that I've had uh, for years. Like it just, I mean, it was years was, um, do do they uh, see what is it I'm trying to, i might have to look at it now <laughs> sorry yeah you're this good is, uh, good this is good podcast uh. <laughs> De- dead air um, there's a lot of gold in the podcast silence let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> it's almost one of those things that it, you know you wonder if you lean into it uh, <laughs> uh does it become funny <laughs> you, you, you know what i mean uh, do our wives often tell us we're not funny on the podcast so that just crushes I mean, that dream right there our, our wives don't even really listen to the podcast so like <laughs> you know oh by the way happy anniversary uh, ashley um <laughs> gosh glad you got I that in there matt i figured out you know i better <laughs> oh it's now I, I can't find it in my phone. That's really ironic. It's a it's a when when they see us, uh, do they see you? Is there a kingdom coming true? I've had that line for years, and it finally just like fit with this. Uh, you know, Christ has no body but yours. Christ has no body but ours. Uh, and it, you know, it, it was a small little short 
song, but for me, it was very powerful in that. And uh, when, when I'm writing, uh, usually some of it comes out like in a fire hose. And uh, sometimes uh, it, it takes forever. And uh, when it does come out, usually with it is already the music, the melody coming with it too, which is very fortunate for me. Uh, but I wish I was prolific. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what I love about, I, I am not a songwriter, music writer by any means. Um, I know, I know the, uh, I know the four worship chords, and that gets me through uh, just about any Tomlin record I need to. And uh, <laughs> you, you play, you play saxophone. I played saxophone poorly, but I played it. Um. <laughs> hey, enough for us to cover uh, a five-hour frenzy song. That's right. That's right. That's that was my life goal. I was good by then. Um, so, so let's, let's unpack the, uh, five iron frenzy cover band for just a moment. <laughs> Ken, um, I mean, gosh. I mean, you know, I mean, if we're going to, you know, I, I think since you labeled him as such and, and he's brought it up, I think, I think that opens the door for us to step into that and, and talk a little bit about this. Uh, so oh, we'll what was your name? And stuff. I don't remember. <laughs> I was trying to yeah, think of that. Yeah. See, I was in a ska band and we called ourselves, um, I think we called ourselves eager beavers. But it was E G U R Beavers, <laughs> and uh, we had uh, we stole all the Oregon State Beaver stuff and just would wear it. Uh, we never played a show. Uh, we were one of those like um, ska bands that thought they would do something and just never amounted to anything other than just getting together and yelling and screaming at each other and trying to play music. Um, so yeah, I mean, I owned a time That's playing awesome. saxophone in a ska band as well. It if you want to judge musical talent in our our Five Iron Frenzy cover band, I was the only, pretty sure I was the only non-music major in the group. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it was which, Travis, who uh -huh. played trombone. Uh, was Squeak, the yeah. dude on, uh, yeah, trumpet. On trumpet, mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Ryan was bass, and then I was guitar. And yeah. And tried to do the vocals for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I had no business being there, um, <laughs> but we had a good time. We had a good time. But isn't that uh, most ska bands that they just have no business to really ever? Easy now. You're treading on the <laughs> whole band. I, I, you know, I, 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 love, uh, I love the genre, um, but, you know, uh, it came and went pretty quickly. <laughs> it did. It did. It's still hanging around there uh, from time to time. I got, I, got, I got a buddy of mine who, who keeps saying, hey, we should make this band. Uh, uh, and and it'd be a uh ska band and then we're just always like up and coming album and just like oh it's so hot you know trying to like hype it up and everything but it never comes out but it never comes out. It comes out yeah we just that sell merch yeah. Yeah. that's kind of how we do the podcast like we feel Pretty like much. we're an up-and-coming podcast and we just have a ton of merchandise and stickers um <laughs> and we'll eventually do something great um yeah. so um chris what um, you kind of mentioned some of your influences, but like musically, what are some influences that you lean into to help kind of, uh, yeah, get your um, going? man, I was for a long, well, okay. I, I love folk rock. Like was a big, like, especially like early, like Bebo fan, early cavemans, you know, um, <laughs> the, those, those were my guys, uh, at, at the time. And I, I just, there's something still about that sound that I really just, I still love. And so I, uh, but I probably, 
when Derek Webb left Cavemans, uh, I, I, I followed along that path. And, uh, you know, he, and it was mostly, I mean, and that's the thing that connected me to Five Iron so much. Not, it wasn't just the music because their music is, was amazing as far as like, I mean, chord progressions, uh, their breakdowns, things that they would do, you just didn't hear people doing. And they were way ahead of their time in speaking out, uh, especially at the church going, hey, this isn't cool. This is not who Jesus is, you know? Um, and so those were the things uh, that connected me. I, like for me, when I'm when I write a song or something like that, I, I can't write a love song. I I just can't. I don't have that in me. Um, mm-hmm. But I I can sit there and maybe you know try to rethink. Well, you know, bring someone, bring a bigger audience into the conversation. That's what I like to do, and um, try try to help see another perspective um and so uh, Derek would be one uh the uh Fire we've talked about uh Emery uh was a big uh, fan, fan of that um I, I have a pretty wide palette um uh, really been getting into a lot of hip-hop lately uh now uh which if you had talked to uh like uh high school chris he'd be like ah that's garbage you know <laughs> uh but not seeing that you know like especially if you listen to uh, uh to pimp a butterfly you know uh that record is uh just a masterpiece uh gosh uh, pretty much oh uh matthew Perryman jones i don't know if y'all ever listen to him but gosh he is one of the best songwriters i've ever heard i mean he can write anything yeah. he's got a, a record um that he wrote for his dad land of the living uh he, he wrote it at the time that his dad died i think and uh it was influenced by uh, art and uh and and the death of his father I think he had most of those songs written. He, he, they recorded that album in like three weeks. And that, that record is incredible. Uh, just, just a beautiful record. And there, there's one of those songs that will make you weep on that record uh, about him going from the gravesite, uh, going home. I mean, it's, it's such a good song. Uh, and so I, I guess I'm, I'm more attracted to just really, really, really good songwriting. Uh, you know, uh, those things where you're just like, yeah, I wish I would have written that. <laughs> right. And, and I think that's something that says something about just kind of kind of what you've said already, the, the deconstruction that you've that that you've done and are, are doing. Right. Um, yeah. and, and putting these pieces together and finding the influences who have done much of the same thing. And in their craft, in their art, in the words that they have, they have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that it matters what, what our craft is, whether it's singing, songwriting, whether it's preaching, whether it's art, whether whatever. We search for those people who have something to say. Yeah. And I think the folks who are, are working to, for change, to do something different, are doing the same, trying to find the right. words to say, right? Um, I, you know, just as a, as a preacher, as a podcaster, as you know, we're, we're trying to find something to say. And if we keep saying the things that have always been said, right, in preaching and, and anything like that, who, 
who cares, right? Our churches right. aren't going to respond. We're going to keep doing the same things. Um, who, or especially who just, especially just uh, uh, life application, right. you know, like that kind of teaching, I just don't connect with it uh, mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me some history, give me some context, and then let's look at it from a different angle, you know? Right. Uh, you just hear, I, I mean, I've, I've heard the same sermons over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mostly from kind of the same evangelical point of view instead of going, okay, well, what does a Catholic think of this? Or mm-hmm. what, hey, this is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, mo- more than half of the Bible is a Jewish Bible. So mm-hmm. what is their take on some of this? Why is this said the way it is? You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is what uh, Pete Enns is another theologian uh, that I, I follow a lot of. And, uh, you know, him talking about, well, you know, Revelation isn't just about getting to heaven or the apocalypse or thing, you know. And uh, the, it, it's, it's, it's a critique and indictment of what, ha- of what happens whenever religion and power come hand in hand and, and into play together. You know, and I, I mean, I feel like we're really seeing that. Uh, today. Uh, same with Jeremiah. If you read Jeremiah, he's very critical about what uh, the prophets and stuff cozying up to power. And Jesus is the same way in his time. These guys have still not learned and we're still not learning today. You know, the same lesson. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and that's what, there, there's something powerful in the creativity that we have as people. If if we'll listen to it, right? Because yeah. um, you're right, we can write the same old love songs and we can preach the same old sermons that are the, the elders in the church, you know, the 90-year-old sitting in the pews have heard their entire life. Um, but what good are we doing if we can't get one person in the church to go, huh, right. I never heard it that way. And I may agree or disagree, but at least I heard it a different way and I can begin to process out why, you know? Right. Well, and then, you know, even the pushback, for that mm-hmm. for it would be because this is a conversation my wife and I have had too is that well I know that lesson wasn't for you but maybe somebody in the audience needed to hear it again you know mm-hmm. I get that I yeah get that. and and that was something that I found so beautiful in in the songwriting of of Five Iron Frenzy of oh my gosh you know when I go back and listen to it now it's like my 16 year old self would just be like oh my god we can't you know uh but it's like this is what they were they were they were seeing the things we're seeing and talking about now 20 ago right you know i mean they were hot out the gate with with, uh west to west yeah you know that song (laughs) right that song that song is like that is shot fired hard it is it is Um, and the we need more of that. Uh, we needed more of it then, and we definitely need more of it now. Right. Uh, and just getting people to think and, and look at context and look at the world around them and go, oh my God, right? <laughs> this right. is not okay. This is right. not okay. Well, you know, and because uh, I talk a lot about like dehuman- dehumanizing somebody and mm-hmm. on that American Dream record, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the entire song of American Dream is you know we have all these privileges and stuff like that and then we have these people that you know we're going to dehumanize we're you know uh but the the next song after that was called my confession and because i i felt i needed 
to confess for myself. You know, I don't have it right, you know. Um, and, you know, within that, you know, all, all, the, all the stuff with uh, the children being put in cages and things like that was happening at the same time. And um, that, that, that song was the most, for me, was the most important song on the record. And it ended up, like, when I started having it all come out and everything, that song got cut short. And I had to uh, delay the official release of everything until, I think, a month later. I was going to put it out in November, and it came out uh, in December. And, but I felt that that song, that song was that important to, mm -hmm. to keep on there, uh, because, uh, it, uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's dealing with like how I, I'm reactive, you know, if you confront me, but I, I, cause so I need to work on that. And that's even something that I'm still trying to do where I need to say, I, I'm wrong, you know, about things, um, which I don't really see a lot uh, in our leadership and stuff doing. They're more blame shifting and stuff like that. Uh, and that, that, that song itself uh, has a, has a, a little instrumental part if you're really listening. And I mean, it, it, you, you'll hear it if you listen to it. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, you hear uh, the a recording of a children in, in, in cages just crying out for their dad you know and it, it I I sang that song three times to try to get through that to, to get the vocals right and I, the first two I think I was just a wreck on that and uh, the third the, so so what's on there is the third take because <laughs> I could not I could not get through it again right because you know you sit there and you put yourself in those positions and go what if this for my kid you know and and that's that's really where i've started to try to come come at things is what if how 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 would i feel if this were me you know and yeah you know approaching this world and the people in it with empathy and doing our best to feel um, is so important. That One of the most, in, I think for me, the important things that I've seen through the last couple of weeks um, in, in the protesting from George, George Floyd's death and, and others is people, allies speaking out and saying, hey, I don't know what this is like. I don't know how this feels. Yeah. I'm gonna do my best to understand though. Um, I really hope we're seeing a turn for this. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it seems like we are. Uh, and it's mostly one of those things where it's like, this is just unacceptable and we, we can do better. And, and, and to not let uh, the tolerance thing be, be the thing we do. Because the tolerance thing is that these people with hate are going to mow you over with it. You know, um, when you allow when you allow them to treat you or true to have their opinion like that, um, they can have it, but there's consequences to, right. to that, you know, or there should be. Well, and just the blind eye of that's over there. That's yeah. happening over there to them. And that's, this isn't our problem. Correct. Yeah, definitely. So Chris, where, um, if people were searching your music, where could they find uh, your music? I am everywhere, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, the thing, the thing about my last name, people will misspell it, which is 
happens a lot. It's S-T-Y-N-E and not S-T-E-I-N um, or I-E-N or whatever. <laughs> ben Stein or R.L. Stein type of spelling it is. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Apple. I'm on Amazon. Uh, um, I think I'm on, it might be uh, Stitcher. Um, Spotify, definitely. Um, just, yeah, anywhere. Main, pretty much the main Deezer, whatever Deezer, <laughs> so whatever if, Deezer if, is. If, if there was a song uh, for us to add to the to the end of the podcast, what would you want us to, to add? Good night. Um, I, don't, I was even thinking the Imago Day was probably a good one. Uh, you, you remember uh, Brett Cox? Uh, yeah by any chance uh yeah he helped me actually he he was the guy uh who helped master it uh, okay the record and so he made that especially that song uh pop really nicely uh christ has no body is great um uh there's a song off my previous record called peter in progress <laughs> um the it, i released uh just kind of an acoustic ep uh, before all this, uh, but uh, in 2016, I think is when I did it, uh, called uh, Rough Cut Diamond. And it was just like some uh, uh, live kind of like couple takes and you pick the best kind of take uh, kind of thing. Not a lot of production on it. I wanted it to be, you know, pretty real and let the songs speak for themselves. And, you know, I still kind of am trying to do that. There, you'll, you, you won't hear a lot of tuning on me or anything like that i just want it to be as real can be uh but sounding um good sorry there was a sound in my no, you didn't. Or not. <laughs> um, uh, but that that song dealt with uh with like uh the gun violence kind of stuff that like peter put away your sword uh kind of thing and you know peter in progress being the church and and uh that you know this is a conversation to keep having uh it it's it's one that was the one uh that i i wrote it was one of those late night ones i could not go to sleep and it was one that just it had to come out and um you know i don't know that's been a staple for me to play whenever whenever i play anywhere is that that song uh uh christ as body is starting to become one of those um some of the newer things that I've been writing, you know, it's a lot more hopeful, uh, tr trying to be a lot more hopeful. Uh, you know, I'm borrowing probably from, you know, a little bit of that David Hart Bentley kind of, kind of thing, uh, or, uh, N.T. Wright, you know, th those guys, uh, that was the thing for me, uh, that, that kind of broke me when, when, when all of this stuff started, uh, was, uh, I read Love Wins, and that was the one when I, when I went, wait a second, so you're telling me there isn't the hell? You know, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and, and it, it, it started to help me unravel a, a lot of that kind of stuff, and I, I just, I do, I, the Jesus I see in the Bible, and it, the mystery of it, and, and, and not knowing, and even, it, like, I, I find a, just a greater comfort and in knowing that maybe this all of this is bigger than than we're, we're making limiting it to be you know from the pages of the bible you know we we say it we we, we tell 
you hear people say, well, God doesn't work that way. It's how this way or whatever. But I'm just like, well, maybe not, <laughs> you know, maybe it's bigger. And that's what I really lean into with all this. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for bigger. Yeah. Well, uh, for those that were uh, that are listening, uh, we want to encourage you to, to check Chris out, and we'll tag a song here at the end um, of our podcast, and you can find him on anywhere, hopefully mostly anywhere you find music. I mean, you never know where some of these cool cats are finding their music these days, so <laughs> I'm not going to name things because there might be something on there that's not relevant anymore, like Napster <laughs> or something like that. Um, <laughs> You know, um, I don't even know if that still exists. Um, LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. Um, <laughs> you know, um, all those platforms that exist or don't exist or, you know, whatever. Um, but you can check them out and we'll have a link to um, something for him so you can uh, check it out as well. We can point you in the direction. So, slightly disappointed you didn't sign up page. Just for all time's sake. I should have. Oh, that would have been a good one. Like, I mean, you don't have a you don't have a GeoCities page. Uh, I mean, like, um, I mean, I think we all should still have our GeoCities pages. That's true. That's even That's older true. than MySpace for some of you that are listening that have no clue what I was just talking about. Um, so to uh, wrap this up, uh, you're listening to the Bearded Theologians. Uh, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtel. Thanks for checking us out. The song is Amago Day. And is performed by Chris Stein, and the album is American Dream. And you can find that at most places you download music.
The song is Imago Day and is performed by Chris Stein and the album is American Dream and you can find that at most places you download music. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up.